Well, first of all, I would like to thank uh, Mr. McLean for leading the meeting for us. That always uh, allows us that little moment or two to relax and to uh, get ourselves ready for the meeting. Uh, because if you know me, you will know that uh, looking out at a crowd of folk like this, I would far rather that this room be filled with boys and girls so that I could tell you all to sit up straight, fold your arms, and no more running in and out until the end of the meeting. But you know, we are delighted tonight that you have put the effort into being here. It's not a great night. The weather conditions are against us, and that alone even is a blessing to your heart that you're here in God's house, in the place of prayer, uh, because what happens tonight will most undoubtedly have a great impact upon the battlefield tomorrow. Uh, the battle will be fun to, won tonight, uh, and the victory will be had tomorrow. And we trust that as we go day by day that we'll remember the great need of prayer. I would like to thank the session here for giving us an invitation to come back. Uh, it's always good to be able to come back and uh, to renew fellowship. And we trust that as we deputize tonight, uh, that very quickly uh, you'll get past some uh, words that I am very never really comfortable with. Uh, there are certain things you have to say in deputation meetings that uh, they really shouldn't come naturally, they shouldn't be, uh, come easily. And uh, in deputation meetings, there's an awful lot of I this and I that and I the other thing. And we have to use that language because this is the work that the Lord has put us into. But I would hope that very early on, very speedily, that if you see anything tonight of the furtherance of the gospel, of the salvation of boys and girls, of that of eternal value, do know of a surety that it's all of the Lord. We're really only here tonight to give you a report on what the Lord is doing. And we trust in doing so uh, that you'll be warmed in heart, uh, you'll have a step to your stride, and uh, that you'll have that joy in your heart that the Lord has not forgotten us and that there is a work still to be done. And many boys and girls in the province have yet to be saved. That all said and done, uh, tonight we want just to share with you a few uh, verses from God's Word. Uh, we're not here to preach. We'll leave that to those who are able for those things. Uh, but we want just to share uh, a few thoughts with you. And then immediately after that, we will be going into our little report. And then we have kept the good wine to last. We've kept the little PowerPoint. If we show that first, you might be, uh, maybe slip out and get away up the road. You've seen all you need to see. But we'll keep that until the end. And sometimes whenever I speak, um, it can sound maybe a little bit disjointed. Uh, this is something my wife would often say to me, so uh, she's never far wrong. And uh, so whenever we get all done and dusted and you see the little PowerPoint, hopefully then everything will come together uh, beautifully. Uh, often said that uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. Now, of course, I tried that throughout Bible college and uh, none of the lectures were interested in any of my drawings during the exams. They wanted the thousand words. But we trust that as you see this little PowerPoint, it'll all come together and you'll be more pointed You'll be more informed. You'll be more able to pray uh, for the work amongst the boys and the girls. But just for a few moments, will you turn very briefly to the book of Exodus? And uh, 
We want just to look very briefly tonight at how the old devil operates. And for those who do not read their Bible, uh, for those who are not much in God's word, then you are on the back foot because you will know nothing really about how the devil operates until it's far too late and he has you well ensnared and entrapped. But God's word is there for us to learn. And every pattern that the devil uses, every plan that he sets forth, we're well warned of it in God's word. And tonight I want to show you three things that the devil has in mind for our children, for your children, for your grandchildren, for the children in your neighborhood, for those in your wider family, for the little ones who are in your Sunday school class, for those who are in the children's work, in the youth work. I want to show you what the devil has in mind for your children tonight. Just three things. The first is found in Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10, we want just to read three little verses to you. Um, we want to break into the chapter at the verse 8. Very familiar passage. We have uh, Moses and Aaron, and they again are coming before Pharaoh. Uh, God has laid it upon Moses' heart that he must uh, be set free to go out to worship uh, uh, to that separate place. And Pharaoh is constantly uh, being a difficulty and being a problem and stalling. And of course, Pharaoh in many ways is a characterization of Satan and the devil and his activities. So we have here in verse 8 of chapter 10, Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh. And he said unto them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Now that sounds all very plausible. It looks like we're going to have some favorable uh, conversation. Go serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? And here's the twist starting. Here are the difficulties. Moses, being a man of God, he just repeats verbatim what God uh, requires of him. And Moses said, verse 9, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds will we go. For we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And of course, the flocks that they're taking with them will be used for that blood sacrifice. They're coming unto God on redemption ground. They're coming by the blood. But then in verse 10, uh, we have Pharaoh speaking again. And Pharaoh says, Unto them, let the Lord be so with you as I will let you go. It all sounds favorable. But then the twist comes again. And your little ones, look to it, for evil is before you. Not so. Go now ye that are men, and serve the Lord that ye did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. And even in that last line, we got to put up the, the warning indicators this didn't end well. They were driven out. And because of the nature of the old English, it may be a little bit difficult for you and I to grasp what exactly went on here in Pharaoh's response. But before we look at that, let's just seek the Lord for his help even tonight. Dear Lord, we thank thee for thy word that we have before us. And Lord, we would be 
very honest before thee that very often we don't run to thy word as we ought to. Uh, we don't delve into it as deeply as we ought to. We don't know what we ought. No, Lord, we don't have the light that we need. And then we fail. And then we falter. And then we have little by way of answer. Lord, speak to us. Give us a desire for the, the, the word of God. And give us a desire for the place of prayer. Bless us now. Undertake for us. For we ask it in our Savior's name. Amen. Now in these three verses, we have Aaron and Moses coming before Pharaoh. And all seems to be well. All seems to be reasonable. And uh, to Pharaoh's answer, Moses gives what God has laid upon his heart there in verse number 9. Moses said exactly what the Lord required. We will go with our young and our old, our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds. Will we go? And But then in verse 11, and to put it into everyday language and to take it out of the, the difficulty of, the, of what we have here in the old English, which can make it a little bit uh, difficult to grasp, but in everyday language, verse 11 simply says this. Pharaoh points out, what about your little ones? Some evil will befall them. When you go way out into that wilderness, something will happen. Some evil will befall them. Now, we can't have that, can we? So only the men can go. Tonight I want to point out to you Satan's ploy with regard to our children getting to the place of worship. The old devil is content for you folk to be here tonight to an extent. But he hates to see the little ones being brought to God's house. He hates to see the little ones be brought into the place of worship. He hates the little ones to get to see afresh uh, that it is the blood that is the way of salvation. And he will do all that he can Satan's ploy is to keep our little ones out of God's house and away from this place. You ought to endeavor to get the little ones into this place and to win them for the Lord uh, through doing so. But not only do we have Satan's ploy, we very quickly want to move on to Satan's plan. Satan also has an awful devious plan for the children of this generation, as he had for former generations, and as he will continue to do so more and more. And the plan that he has is to do with their education. In Daniel chapter 1, we'll not take time to go to it tonight, but there in Daniel chapter 1, the children of Israel unblemished, well-favored. They were taken away to be retaught, re-educated, relearned in Daniel 1 verse 4. And they were to be retaught in things that were ungodly. They were encouraged to forget all about what happened on mother's knee or before a godly father or in a household where the things of God were taught. But in verse 8, we delight to see that young Daniel, having had that former, formative uh, teaching from godly parents, he purposed in his heart not to defile himself with such things. 
And you know what's happening today all around? The education authority that has charge of the teaching of our children are moving at a very quick pace to all that is ungodly. All that is ungodly. And everything that can be done to undermine and to steer children away from God's word and God's truth and the teaching and the learning and the wisdom that they need from it. It's all being sucked away. And we need to be aware of the devil's plan today. But not only do we have Satan's ploy with regard to keeping children away from the house of God and his plan to spoil their education, but there is Satan's palace or Satan's place. Because Satan does have in his mind places that he wants your children to frequent before he has them cast out into a lost eternity. And there are places he wants them to go to and frequent and be attracted to. You know, in Exodus 2, Moses, you remember the story well, as a little babe brought out, rescued, found out by the, the princess of the palace. Moses spent part of his childhood on his mother's knee. Is it a wonderful story how it, it all unfolded? Because there, as the princess went down to bathe, and the little one cried out there from the little basket. I really believe that it was the Lord who prompted that little child to cry out. I really believe that the Lord softened the heart of that princess. So as she looked at him, uh, she uh, had that uh, great compassion. But then the Lord was in it all because Miriam, hiding behind the tree, keeping watch, stepped out. And the need was for a nurse. And of course, Miriam racing home, bringing the little one's very own mother along to be nurse and to get paid for it. I think that was the very first circumstances where there was child benefit paid out by those in authority. And there it all is in God's word for us to learn from. But you know, as Moses spent part of his childhood on his mother's knee, I can just hear the critics. You're wasting your time. Drop a bed. You're wasting your time. What a waste, teaching them all those things about God and creation. What a waste. Not belong till he's up in the palace, you know. Not belong till he's been able be lavished with all that the sin and the wickedness and the, and the wicked living and the lavish getting on and the indulgence up there in the palace. Not belong till he's up there. You're wasting your time. But that godly mother's efforts paid off, didn't they? Because in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 and 25, we read that by faith, or having come to faith in God, Moses, and the language is really strong, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh. What a lesson. And of course, we just put that right beside that lovely proverb, let our children, get our children to God early. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And such was plain in the life of this young man. The Satan who had places for this young man to be, to pull him down, to rack and destroy him, the Lord had other plans. And so tonight, just as we have considered these things, I would hope that you would be tender-hearted towards the little ones 
that we see coming in and out of the doors of this place. The little ones in this neck of the woods, in this community where you live. We want just now to go into the little report that we have for you. And we would like just to say goodbye to those who have been online and faithfully tuned in.